Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Pod Tiki. My name is Tony. Today, once again, we are doing a little bit of a special episode. This is our end of the year or beginning of the year recap slash projection show. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen. So um, actually, that's not true. I don't know why I just turned into like a New Year's Eve talk show host there like we i know exactly what's going to happen because i wrote out the outline to this episode so i don't know what i'm talking about i'm getting a little excited because this is my first ever little dual action video audio podcast so you guys that are listening to it right now on spotify or itunes or google play or stitcher radio or iheart radio all those places where now we are available as a podcast um I'm trying to branch out a little bit and get into this whole YouTube thing, right? I don't know if it's just a fad. I've heard about it. I'm not sure. Now I think I'm about like 20 years late on the game on this. But um, yeah, I'm just going to start doing videos. I have my videos that you guys that follow me on Instagram have seen me post. And I'm going to be putting all of those onto the website, onto the YouTube page. The YouTube page literally has nothing on it right now. If you're watching this on there this is then you know this is the only thing and if you're listening to this and you go there right now uh hopefully this is up i can figure all that stuff out i know it's not very hard i've done youtube stuff in the past i just haven't um haven't done it for pod tiki and i don't really know why i just was focusing on the uh focusing on the podcast and getting the instagram following going this was supposed to be a like a fun little side hobby, which it still is, but I, it was never meant to like for me to try to make it something. Uh, it was, uh, it, it started before quarantine. Actually, I was, I had the idea of doing this before COVID hit like the summer before actually. And I did, if you look at the Mai Tai episode, the very first episode, it came out like before the pandemic, but it wasn't anything very regular. It was when I felt like it. And uh, not that I'm exactly on time with all the episodes now, but that's hopefully going to get better in the future. Um, but yeah, it started out as a playtime hobby, something to do to kind of for me to to keep my writing chops up while I indulge in my 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 hobby. So. Um, here we are. And I'm now having to look at this and say, well, this hobby has turned into something that I kind of want to grow and get serious about. So uh, there's so much stuff I want to I want to do. I want to make the product better first. First and foremost is always going to be the podcast. That's going to be my first, my first, uh, my my baby, my my, my little child, my, my brain child, right there. Um, so what I want to do this year is really jump up the audio quality um, production value wise. I, I mean, I can get some new mics. I can get, uh, you know, I, as you, if you're watching this, you can see I definitely need some new video equipment as I'm using my laptop camera right now. But I really want to jump up the production value. I need to get an intro and an outro, maybe some drops. I have a board upstairs um, that I'm sure I can get a, a drop, you know, a sound machine for or something like that to, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I, it's not a live show. I can produce it later. So I'm, I just want to figure out a way to make it a little bit more professional sounding. Um, at least with an intro and an outro. 
I know a lot of podcasts out there will try to go too far with like inserting sounds here and there. And if it, if you don't have a separate producer doing it while you're doing the show, like it kind of uh, sounds forced. Like it sounds like you put it in later and it was a pre-planned type. I don't know, but <clears throat> I digress. Um, for you guys, for people who maybe never heard of me or you, let's say you are, on a long road trip and you've really listened to all of your other shows and I am the last thing on the list that you usually skip over, but because you went over all of your other content, you're now putting me on. Um, you might be in the car with people who don't know anything about Pod Tiki. So Pod Tiki is a podcast in which I research the history, the people and the recipes behind our favorite Tiki and Tropical Cocktails, a genre which I have dubbed Tropiki, and also anything that is Tiki adjacent. Um, the Venn diagram of Tiki is very widespread. It crosses over lots of different areas. The idea of Tiki in general is not just for me. For me. <laughs> for me, it's not just... Um, it's not just thatched roofs and uh, totems and mugs and all that. You could it's it's the idea of starting something from your head the way that you see it. Paradise, Exotica. Um, when Don Beach and Trader Vic started this, along with um, Oh, who's the guy that started the luau and all like all, so many people had influences besides just Don and, and Vic. But we uh, look at someone like Don Beach, right? He traveled around South Pacific, Caribbean, took everything that he experienced, all his memorabilia, his ephemera, his experiences, his the taste, the sights and sounds, and put that all together to form what his little idea of paradise was. And that kind of informed the the uneducated or the untraveled masses, you know, what exotic was. It gave somebody a fantasy. It was authentic because he went to these places and gathered this stuff. But it was also inauthentic in the sense that it's it, these are just little glimpses and you kind of fill in the blanks. And there's so many offshoots that Tiki can go, right? If you're talking about the drinks, well, rum is from the Caribbean, got nothing to do with the South Pacific. Uh, you have the, the, the tiki totems that have become the, the, uh, the progenitors of all of the, like the tiki mug genre. Um, the, there's Hawaiian influence, South Pacific influence, Caribbean influence, of course. That's, that's uh, more my style if you want to lean into that. You can lean into the Asian influence coming down from Southeast Asia down into um, down into the, the South Pacific and that part of the world. Uh, you have the the influence coming from South America, the Brazil music and the all that Valenatos and all that that funky um, Amazon music. Right. You can go you can focus on the postmodern Tiki revival and all that architecture and the weird uh, bright colors and all that stuff. And you know, the you can focus on more of like the creepy kind of as, aspect of it, the horror, horror tiki, you know, shout out to Creepers Cove and all those guys. 
you you can there's so many different ways you can go with it and it's all tiki to me so um it's just a it's a blank page it's a blank page that you can make your own which i really really enjoy uh yeah so that being said that's what pod tiki is and i'm hoping to really expound and expand on that in this coming year last year little bit of a recap it was great we had a lot of great episodes i was really proud of a few of them i'm really proud of all of them but i was super super proud of a few of them um the manhattan was really good i really enjoyed going back and uh doing some of the let me go back let me grab my phone here i actually made an outline and a list of things i wanted to talk about so we can go back and and kind of look at some of the stuff that we did last year let me see so as we scroll through the old archive here, let's see what we got for this past year. You deal with me while I figure this. Uh, sorry, I have to use the microphone and hold it the whole time if you're watching me on video. Uh, I guess I could have grabbed the headset, but my wife is upstairs using it for work. So <laughs> there we go. Bam. So. Well, do, 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 Okay, we started the, started, wow, that was all the way back then. We started the year out in January doing the Port Light. That's a great cocktail, man. I still go back and revisit that once in a while. Um, in fact, I have something coming up that has to do with the Port Light in a little bit in my little, in my redacts and, re and corrections, this little section. Uh, yeah, we did the, uh, we did our chat with uh, Rum Tiki Home Bar, my buddy David, and, um, that's when I got a little buzzed on some of these uh, on some of these high octane rums. Uh, we did the hurricane this year. That was a that was a fun one. A lot of stuff there I didn't know. That was a fun one to learn about. Um, the Cuba Libre and the Paloma. Those were we did those back to back. Those were uh, pretty standard. The tropical itch. I have to tell you. Okay, little inside baseball, right? I did the Cuba Libre, and I didn't mean to do another easy one right back to it, but I knew I wanted to do the tropical itch. So I needed something easy for that May spot because, and I already did the margarita. I wanted to do something Mexican because the Cinco de Mayo. Um, I really just did the Paloma. It seemed it, it was it worked out perfectly being in May, but it also was because I needed something easy so I can track down the ingredients I needed for the for the uh, the tropical itch because it's hard to come by some of the some of those nectars and juices and purees. Um, I had to go to a couple of different Mexican markets and Asian markets to try to track down these different juices. You'd be surprised. I don't know about where you guys are, but I was surprised at how hard it is to find uh, a, a passion fruit juice, just regular 100% passion fruit juice. Like it's hard as hell to find. So, but that was a really good drink. I actually really enjoyed that. Very tropical. That was great because we went to uh, Hawaii last year for our honeymoon. Um, so that was the tropical itch was really a, a nice lead up to some of those juices and, and tropical flavors of going out there. Uh, we did the painkiller. That one, I mean, I literally just bought another can of uh, of coconut cream last week because I want to make some more. Because, I mean, ever since that episode, Pusters has become a staple in the bar. I always have Pusters in there now. Um, it's, it's a great filler in drink. for. I feel like when something asks for Demerara rum, even though 
like I, I don't know if everything from Guyana is considered Demerara. It's got to come from that river valley or use that particular sugar. But whenever I find something that calls for Demerara, if uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love El Dorado. Um, but if I supplement that with Pussers, it just takes that flavor up a little bit. Now, now I do really enjoy the Lemon Heart regular Demerara. Um, you guys know I don't do good on the overproofs. So I've never had the Hamilton. Um, I'll put that in the list. Um, let me see. Where were we? Right after the Coupe Libre Paloma, the painkiller. Oh, yeah. Then we had uh, Andrew on from Surfside Sips. Wow, that was that was September. And then we did the Jamaican episode, the fall, five fall Jamaicans. I actually didn't get as much. Oh, well, look at that. October 7th. It actually posted on my daughter's birthday. Um, I didn't get as much feedback on that as I was hoping. But that's how it goes, right? The things that you're most proud of are the ones that, you know, people don't seem to latch on to as much. I really enjoyed writing that Five Fall Jamaicans. It really, to me, was um, expounded on a lot of things I've learned this year by comparing all five of those drinks. And just the idea of how similar things are and just changing one or two things can can make them so different. But are they really different? Or are we just a bunch of nerds who try to find differences and nuances and things that, you know, it's just, it's a cool, I don't know, to me, I like that kind of stuff. I like the idea of picking the, the genre apart sometimes but then other times saying no screw it just do it because that's the way it's always been been and who cares <laughs> like that's you just do it because it's fun we're all trying to have fun here stop it that's why i that's why i have a i have a 65 dollar bottle of hampton and then i also have a, a i think a, a 15.99 dollar bottle of bacardi silver over there like i you're not going to you're not going to convince me that everything doesn't have its place all right I, I it's supposed to be fun so everything has a place for it to be used um the manhattan was the next one that we did and of course the december episode was our chat with privateer rome andrew from privateer so we did cover a bunch last year i want to do a better job of getting a drink a month out on a more of a regular basis so it's recorded at the same time, you know, first two weeks of the month is research. Second two week, uh, you know, second, or I'm sorry, first two weeks of the month, research, third week, writing, fourth week, recording. Um, it's just, it's, I, I have to do it. I just have to do it. I, you know, I have to get off um, and set something up and stop letting life get in the way and take this a little bit more seriously as far as getting stuff out there on a regular basis so you guys can expect something and have it be there when you expect it. Um, I'm usually pretty disciplined. So uh, I don't usually do resolutions and stuff like that, but I, I mean, hell, I, I've been going to the gym every day since before new year's um, because the COVID weight started catching up a little bit and the laziness. Um, but once I set my mind to something like that, I usually do it without having to work too hard at it. I guess I just haven't been, I haven't set a schedule up for Patiki because like I said earlier, it was never meant to be a, something that, uh, you know, a business. It was meant to be a hobby for fun. And it still is. But I think that it's time, I've, I've gotten enough feedback and enough people that like it that I think it's time 
to uh, grow the network and maybe turn it into a network of people that are, are listeners and fans of the show and friends of the show and try to, um, I don't know, try to make something. So before we have, uh, before we talk about the future, let's talk a little bit about some things I messed up on last year. You have always heard me on a couple episodes talk about how just go ahead and buy the store-bought grenadine. It's not going to make that much of a difference when you only use a teaspoon at a time in a drink. Well, I have to eat my words because I used the Smuggler's Cove recipe of one-to-one pomegranate to water to make my own grenadine. And I can say that it definitely is a lot better than even in small amounts than the store-bought stuff. So I have to eat my words and drink my medicine and a spoonful of grenadine homemade will definitely help the medicine go down because um, now I do think that when you use the using grenadine is, is, is in place of, of syrups sometimes. And I feel like the palm mixed with the water gives you a good fruit flavor, but doesn't quite come out sweet enough. I would recommend adding a little bit of sugar to the, um, to that mixture to, to taste. I, I guess, I don't know what you would even do. I don't think you need to, it doesn't need to be as a full even match, but maybe a quarter, maybe a, if you're going to do a cup, of juice to a cup of water, maybe do a quarter cup of sugar in there too, just to kind of sweeten it up a little bit. Uh, I feel like a lot of drinks that use it. Um, well, first of all, let me see anything that I've made with the homemade grenadine, especially the El Presidente. I went back and I ragged on the El Presidente when I did it because it wasn't my favorite cocktail. I have to tell you that using the homemade grenadine jumps that cocktail up to, uh, I'm not going to say I like it or it's my favorite, but it makes it a hell. It makes it makes it something I would actually order out if um if the mood struck me. You know, it's uh something I would I would not mind to drink. Um, it makes the drink a lot better. Zombies? Are you kidding me? I cannot stand the that pungent, overly strong, high octane rum flavor that hits you in the face with a zombie. Oh, that's my phone going off. You can uh. That's how professional I am. It's actually David from Rum Tiki Home Bar texting me pictures of what he's drinking tonight. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I have to definitely take back what I said about, oh, the, the zombie, the zombie with the homemade grenadine. Uh, that's where I think it needs a little bit of sugar because it's still like that pungent over the top um, uh, bitter funk between the Pernod and the cinnamon and the overproof rum. Like I think a little bit more sweetness will help that grenadine out, but it definitely adds such a much better flavor in the port light. Are you kidding me? The port light needs a homemade grenadine. And I'm so embarrassed that the drink I made two drinks last year that called for grenadine that I messed up on and didn't use homemade. So that is the first redact. The other one is, ah, <clears throat> when I did the painkiller episode, I am not, uh, I'm, I don't really spend a lot of time on making sure I get pronunciations right. Um, I am an American. I'm a United States American. I have a United States American accent. Um, I grew up 
Well, I was born in in New York State, and I grew up uh, through most of my childhood in Florida, my teenage years, my 20s in Florida, came to Tennessee uh, later in life. But I have an East Coast uh, American accent. And so I'm not going to go out of my way to try and pronounce words and with, with an accent that I don't have. I kind of find that disrespectful. Um, I understand there are, th- there are things that, um, you know, if I'm in the cigar world and, you know, I'm, I, I like to smoke Maduros, so I'm, I'm going to say Maduro the way, I, the way I hear other people say it. The same way that if I was growing, growing up in my house and I heard my parents using Italian words, I would say it the way they say it. I know it's not always correct, but it's um, that's but I'm not going to I sometimes um, I sometimes feel like, well, I'm not going to affect an accent I don't have to try. And so I mess up on that sometimes, though. And when I am wrong, I am wrong. And I did not do the research on the painkiller episode on the island where the bar is, where the um, the I believe it is the soggy dollar bar. It is. It is Jost Van Dyke, the si- the J sounding like a Y, not Jost Van Dyke, like a dumb American. <laughs> I can't believe I said that. But next time I will do my research on places. And uh, I should have known that because I speak a little bit of Spanish and I, I should know that uh, there's um, I-, I should I just should have known to check the pronunciation on stuff that is not in my native tongue. So Jost Van Dyke is the British Virgin Isle where uh, is it American or British? I'm not sure which one it is, but I believe it's a British Virgin Isle. But anyway, that is where the soggy dollar bar is where the painkiller was invented. So sorry about my mispronunciation. I am, uh, I would say I'm doing the best I can, but I can do way better. The last thing, let me see that I have. to. Oh, the planner's punch. Now, this was actually a couple of years ago. This was in the first year I did Planner's Punch. And I did the Planner's Punch. I did the research. I I skipped over the basic recipes. Um, no, I, that's not true. I did, I did the standard recipes from, uh, I think it was uh, Potions of the Caribbean and all that. But the one I chose to post, the one I thought was the best, was the IBA official. I think that's the International Bartenders Association. And I still think that's an incredible drink. If you ask me what a, for a rum punch, I think that is and um, a planner's punch, even like I still think that is one of the best recipes. And who's to say that's not off? It's not authentic because most of these tiki recipes were based off of punches, off the idea of the one of sour, two of sweet, three or four, blah, 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 blah. So the. But I do, ha- I do want to go back this year and revisit the planner's punch because there are simpler recipes, I think, more, that are a little bit more authentic to the traditional rest, the traditional back how they would have been back then. And I want to explore the difference between uh, the trader and the Don. And uh, well, that doesn't that sound like a, the trader and the Don? It sounds like a, uh, a mob movie. But there was... um. I want to explore some of those differences, even within themselves. They had different versions. So, uh, but I do admit that the one I picked for the IBA official recipe was a bit, and it was a bit um, fruity. It was a bit fruit juicy. And it was, but 
man, you know, I stand by it. I still think it's the best planner's punch was, is the IBA official, but I am going to go back this year and try to revisit punches and try to get maybe, um, maybe do a little bit more of a traditional take on it and see how, uh, see where that leads me. Um, yeah, it's just maybe something more akin to what would have been back then, but then what are we doing here? We can't just make everything traditional, right? You got to expand a little bit, but then again, you also don't want to expand so much that, or experiment so much that it becomes so far from what it was meant to be. I don't know, man. I throw my hands up. I don't know what's. I'm just. I'm here on this ride with you guys. So, um, I also am thinking maybe I'll save this for next year because or the year after because I don't want to revisit too many old things in the same year. But if I need a filler episode, I might go back and. Re- revisit the Mai Tai again. We did one episode on the Mai Tai and I really didn't know anything about except what I was able to glean from a, a novice perspective in a couple of web pages. Then I read some books and I, and I went out and, and traveled and I tried different ones. I started making them at home and I went out and did, and did an episode called, I think it was called Mai Tai Revi. And it was like a revised Mai Tai. And I think it's a, uh, I think once again, it's time to go back and do a Mai Tai 3 because a Thry Tai. It's time to do a Thry Tai because, uh, because there's not only is there so many ways to, to arguments or ways to make the Mai Tai, uh, but new information is coming out, you know, that I've just discovered this last year, new to me anyway, that the, the, uh, Martinique rum that would have been used back then would probably not have been agricole. It would have been a molasses-based Martinique rum, which uh, which would make the Denizen Merchants Reserve pr- pretty much a what would be akin to the, the rum they would have used back then. I like to that to me makes the best mai tai with the latitude twenty nine orgeat syrup. Um, I would like to add like a little bit of um. I wish I had like a little bit more of a funkiness to it. That I wish that Jamaican came out a little bit more because if they were truly using a Ray and nephew, I feel like it would have had a bit more funk than the Merchants Reserve does. But I mean, you can you can fix that easily by jumping a little Ray and nephew in there. Um, so I definitely um, lost my train of thought because I got to daydreaming about my ties. I'm sorry, guys, but no. So the my tie, I also want to kind of reel in the idea of trying to figure out what the original one was and maybe expand, explore some of these variations that are not traditional. When I was in Hawaii this past year, they make a Mai Tai that is not from a mix. It uses fresh juices and good rums, but it's nothing like the Mai Tai that we would have here. It's very much that that classic um, boat drink Mai Tai with the, the the rum float, the dark rum floater on top and all that. Very much like what I used to make when I first started making Mai Tais before I found out what it was supposed to be like. Well, they uh, that is a drink. Like that is a version of a Mai Tai that some people think of when they drink, when they think of a Mai Tai. Um, and if you go to Hawaii, that's the Mai Tai you're going to get. Uh, even in the Tiki bar out there, Tiki and Niki, shout out, love that bar would um would go back to Kauai just to go to that bar it's perfect it is the premier tiki bar i think that i've i've been in but 
even the my all the drinks there were perfect. The mai tai wasn't quite what I expected, but it was better than all the other mai tais on the island. It was the best attempt at making like a a, a, tr- a Trader Vic mai tai. But I digress. The other mai tai that I really want to try to see if I can find a recipe for was that is that old school Chinese restaurant mai tai. You guys know what I'm talking about. If you, I, I was, I was a kid in the '80s. I remember, I remember going to the, the Chinese restaurant or the Mongolian barbecue or something like that with my parents. My mom would order a mai tai, and it came like pink almost, uh, with a on the rocks. Um, no, I have nothing. I know nothing about it. It must have had all light rums in it because it was a very light pinkish color, and. I just remember that being what I thought a Mai Tai was until I even got into Tiki. So I would like to find out, like if anybody out there worked at one of those old school 80s Chinese restaurants that made that pink Mai Tai, I want to know what that what that recipe is. And I want to try to recreate that. Uh, I just think that would be kind of fun, right? Because we can argue all day over which rums are the best to make a Mai Tai you you want to, I mean, I don't know the best Mai Tais I've had was probably a, a, um, well, I've, I've tried a different couple of syrups. The latitude 29, um, is my favorite over the other popular one. If you guys pick up what I'm putting down, there's a, another very popular brand out there that I just like, I don't, I don't know. I think it's, it's too, too sweet. So not enough almond flavor. It, um, kind of thickens the drink up too much. I would prefer, the latitude 29 and the denizen rum the denizen merchants reserve that makes with the of course the orange curacao from uh pierre ferron that makes an incredible mai tai the other one that i think is on par with that is the latitude 29 mai tai with the um appleton 12 year and clement fisop that makes an incredible mai tai too um if i'm looking for something without agricole a little bit more um, you know, um, maybe what the maybe what the original would have been like. I go at Merchants Reserve if I'm looking for something with the agricole. I think the Latitude 29 is the best one. Bam, those are my two favorites. No one's going to convince me otherwise. So, or the, or there's a really good. Um, how about Myers and Mount Gay? Or uh, if you want to step it up, you can do Appleton 12 and uh. Um, I don't know, like a, a real McCoy five year, something like that. A Barbados rum and a dark Jamaican Caruba or something like that. And I I stick Appleton twelve in, in as a dark Jamaican because it's the only real like sipping rum that I count as being a dark. When when you say dark Jamaican, I'm talking like Myers Caruba, a black blended Jamaican rum. Um, yeah. So I think it'd be fun to kind of balance the uh. Uh, jump jump into the Mai Tai and take some of these different versions. I mean, because a Mai Tai is like key lime pie, right? It's like the search for the perfect piece is futile. So, but you got to keep on looking. You can't stop looking because if you've had one, you want them all. So, yeah, but maybe it's supposed to be malleable, right? Maybe it's supposed to be trend. Maybe there's not supposed to be a best Mai Tai. So, uh, so ultimate Mai Tai on Instagram. I, I love seeing your, your travels um, and your experiences and stuff, but you know, 
I, I hope that the search never ends for you. Like I hope it never ends for me because it's too much fun trying to get there. Um, what else do I want to talk about before we jump into, let me see. Uh, I'd like to do better on, I'd like to do better on interaction on other sites. I'm on Instagram all the time. If you guys are following me on any other place, Instagram is where I'm at pod underscore Tiki. That's where you can find everything that has to do with the podcast. Uh, my personal page is rum underscore poet. That's more like cigar, some family stuff, some travel stuff. That's more like my personal page. Um, but I don't, I rarely check the sites. I get notifications when stuff comes in and I try to answer every comment the best I could. I don't have that many yet where I, where I don't, I'm getting overwhelmed. Maybe someday I will. But I try to answer or at least respond or like or something with every comment I get, but I don't get, um, I don't check like iTunes and stuff like that, that I don't get notifications from. So I need to do a better job of checking those and seeing, going to their like user portal and seeing if I get any, uh, if I have any comments. So, uh, first I have to figure out how to do that. And then I'll, I got on there. I can figure out how to check my stuff. So that's one thing I want to do better on this year is a little bit better interaction. Um, you know, I don't want my whole life to be on social media, uh, like all my free time, but I probably can do a better job of, uh, even when I don't post, I can go back and comment and do stuff like that. Uh, I try to do it whenever I can. People that talk to me, I don't do a good job of reaching out to other people and commenting on their stuff and following them. Um, here's a thought. I was taking these notes during Christmas time. And I always got mad at A Wonderful Life because to me, I was always like, oh, you dummy. Like you were going to go travel the world. You were going to go like go to like all these places. You could go to the Amazon and Europe and Africa and safari and all this stuff. And and even before like and you can't say, well, he stayed back for the girl. No, he met the girl after he was about to leave. It was the bank that kept him there. Some obligation he had to his family to take to like. Uh, I was like, man, you're going to throw your life away to stay in this dumpy old town. Like. I hate I never thought. I always hated the end of that movie when but he like what changed? It's still a dumpy old town. But I'm having a little bit of a different opinion now because he is the richest man in the town, right? Like even before he loses the money, he is like he has his own like construction, like his own like um like a contracting like his own loan like he, he owns this neighborhood like he loans the money for all these homes and everything like the town that the neighborhood that those people are living in is like named after him right so it's like he he's he's got all these people houses even if he lets them go and float on stuff there's so many like everybody in the town is going through him right so like he's rich so okay stay take care of the business get your money and then you can go later on in life do all your travels, right? Take the kids, the family, everything. My whole thing was like, oh man, you can't settle down and, and work your whole life off and never travel because then you're not going to be able to do it later. You're, you, it costs money. You have responsibility. But I didn't take into consideration that he's rich. So if you're rich, you can do whatever you want, whenever you want. You can go on vacation when you're, you know, take the whole family with you, whatever. So I've kind of changed my mind on a wonderful life based on the fact that he's rich. So there you go. Uh, 
Let me see. All right, I guess now we're getting into what I want to do. What I want to do in the year coming. The biggest thing I want to focus on this year, more than video, YouTube, uh, more than social media, I want to open a store on the site. I want to do merch, um, maybe something small, but good quality stuff, things people are actually going to wear. You know, Everybody does T-shirts and hats and all that stuff, but what's something you don't have? Anybody have any ideas out there? Please hit me up. Please uh, uh, in- message me on Instagram and uh, tell me what you guys want out there. I'm thinking like beach bags or, you know, maybe some, I don't know, maybe some cheap throwaway crap that you can like give away. But I don't want it just to only that, though. I mean, I had those cool umbrellas made last year. Um, I still got a whole bunch of those I can if you guys, if anybody wants any of those, please just Instagram me. And but I ask you that if you, if I'll send you some out, but you have to post them, you know, promote the show. I'm sending you this stuff so that you put it online and promote the show. So please um, do that if you get them. I'll send you enough where you can keep some. Um, so I can always put those into like ten packs and sell those. Uh, maybe some kind of hat or beanie. There's not a lot of winter tropical wear you know i'm in nashville tennessee right now it's like 45 degrees outside this is the only long sleeve kind of tropical shirt that i have um may there maybe there's a there's a market out there for uh maybe a maybe a beanie with the logo on it maybe uh um i don't want to give away too many ideas here because i got some ideas but there's a market out there for other stuff um yeah, so that's my main thing is to try to open up a store. I use uh, Squarespace as my my website provider, so I'm hoping um, I know they offer a Shopify or whatever that's on there. So that's my goal for this year. Um, if I don't do anything else, I want to open a store and at least sell some, like get some merch going. Uh, so there's that. Uh, the YouTube the YouTube page I'm starting. I mentioned that at the beginning of the show. I want to start doing a little bit more video stuff. Um, I do the videos that accompany the episodes that I record. Um, the had you know the, the visual how to make a drink. I'm gonna do some more of those. Um, yeah, and the last thing here is just that I want to get done this year is I wrote a book. I wrote a book a couple of years ago. It's called Hell or High Tide. Um, I don't know if the excerpt is still on the website. I have to go check, but I have been shopping it out for a couple of years. Um, and when I say shopping it out, I've, I've sent query letters out to publishers, you know, maybe three or four times. Like I'm, I'm not thumping it. I don't really have time to be a part of that many scenes, you know, like I'm in the music scene. I'm in the podcast scene. I'm in the tiki scene. I'm in the book scene. Like I can't be a regular at all these places and promote myself at all these places. So I'm looking into a self-publishing option option. Um, I never really expected to, um, to like retire off my first book, but I would have, I would like, I would have, it would have been nice if, if one publisher would have picked it up, but at least I can say I wrote the, I wrote a book and it is, it is about, um, it's about a guy who travels to the beach, just loves, falls in love with it, decides to stay, gets wrapped up with some, uh, some curious fellows and some, some people gets himself wrapped up in a situation. Maybe he uh, uh, can't, it was a little bit over his head 
and now he has to figure out how to get out of it. It's a little bit of an action, it's a action, travel, literary, like you know, um, a lot of booze, a lot of uh, of course there's a love interest, of course there's a uh, a lot of scenes, a lot of tropical scenes, and dealing a little bit with here in Nashville and then down in Florida takes place in Cocoa Beach. Um, and in the end, he his knack for luck kind of just helps him out. You know, he's a character who's always kind of fallen into things his whole life. And this, um, he decides to try to take charge and steer things, and he kind of just ends up falling into stuff in the opposite direction in like in the wrong way. And now his knack for getting himself out of stuff has to, uh, comes in handy. And there's a cast of characters in there. And I know I always fail on how to, I have, I have the actual, um, the actual theory the, uh, the, the, I'm having a brain fart right now, guys, it's six 30 at night. You know, I'm not even drinking any rum tonight. I'm actually having an espresso that I forgot I even had over here because I need to get the blood flowing. Mm. So there is actually a summary of the book. Um, I have written down somewhere. I could have read it to you. I don't have, I don't have it memorized. Anytime I have to explain my, my work off the top of my head, I get like super stumbly over my words and everything. I don't know what I do guys. I just do stuff. I do a podcast about tiki drinks. I write about a guy who, lives at the beach and goes on adventures and drinks too much. That's pretty much what I do. So those, that's the podcast and the book in a nutshell. So uh, no big trips coming up this year. Oh, going back to the book. Um, I'm going to be trying to look for some way to self-publish that and get that out. So at least people can enjoy it. Um, it's, a, it's a fun read. It knows exactly what it is. And I wrote it that way on purpose. It's not going to win a Pulitzer Prize but it's also going to probably make you laugh and uh, it might not make you cry. Maybe, maybe if it's that bad, it might make you cry. <laughs> but, um, uh, I have written serious stuff. Like as all the short stories and everything I've written, I've always been like kind of more on the serious side and I'm probably going to get back into something a little bit more serious. Um, now that I have my chops kind of, I've, I've kind of built my chops up a lot and, uh, as far as little tricks and things and learning how to play with emotion and play, learning, learning a little bit more about um, how to catch people in, how to wrap people in and get them to feel something. And, and I kind of want to play with that a little bit more in my next piece, whatever that may be. But, but hell or high tide is just a fun beach read. And uh, yeah, that's all it's meant to be. Make sure you have a cocktail with you while you're reading it. I'm going to try to get that out to you guys uh sometime this year and i'll either offer it um it'll either be on amazon or on the shop or there'll be a link or somewhere i don't know i'm gonna i think amazon does the self-publishing thing that's why i'm thinking i'll just go through them but i'll let you guys know when that is closer to being from to fruition so the last thing i want to leave you with is that it wouldn't be an episode of pod tiki if i didn't mention at least one drink and i made something up well i didn't make it up all right i just kind of i've been tweaking with stuff i've been making my own syrups a little bit more um been making uh i haven't really got into too much of like the, the weird stuff like you know like infusing this with like uh like let's let's t- take like vanilla syrup right like 
vanilla beans are super hard to slice up and make and then you got to boil them and strain them and all that like that's a little bit further than i'm willing to go i'll just use the vanilla extract it's, it's good enough um but then again i said the same thing about the grenadine and i changed my mind so maybe i'll change my mind about about fusions too but for now i keep it pretty simple with the homemade grenadine homemade simple syrup um so i still use the one-to-one -one, i think it's the best demerara syrup i use turbinado sugar because i really uh uh, I don't want to spend, I, I just, it's hard to find Demerara, real Demerara sugar. Um, so there's, you know, I wrote down on here where I was going to put the, do, 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 do. well, of course in here, I can't find it now because that's just the way that my notes are going well i came up with a riff on a zombie that was supposed to be a uh let me see it was supposed to be a zombie that was approachable it was a it was an approachable zombie <laughs> uh, you know what maybe it's in my maybe it's in my notes and Maybe it's in my notes. Hold on one second. I'll run across the room real quick. Oh, my bones. My bones are hurting. You know what? I'm not even going to cut any of that out. I'm just going to leave it in because this this is a laid back, laid back episode. So this kind of bums me out, guys. I had something set up that I wanted to show you guys. And now, of course, I can't find it. But maybe that's a blessing in disguise. Maybe I now have the first episode of the year which would be on uh, giving you guys uh, my zombie, updated zombie recipe. Man, that bums me out that I can't find it. But no problem. No problem. I uh, will give you a little bit of a heads up, though, that the next episode, the first episode, actual tiki episode the drink episode of 2022 is going to be navy grog and i'm super excited about this one i haven't started writing it yet but i'm super excited because it's one of my favorite tiki drinks i cannot say enough about it um and that's where i'm gonna leave it because i will say enough about it when the episode comes out i'll just say that it's one of my favorites in all its iterations one of them we've kind of already covered already so, well, sorry for that mix-up at the end there. I thought I had a zombie recipe I wanted to share with you, and now it's gone. So I guess I will see you guys when the new episode drops. Thank you so much 
for being a fan. Thank you so much for interacting. Please, 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 more interactions. I love talking to people. I love talking about tiki drinks. I want to, I want to hear your recipes. I want to, I want to hear things that you've tried. Um, I want to hear your rum predictions. I mean, I've had some good rums this year. I actually have an episode or I'm going to write a blog about some of my favorite rums, but, uh, off the top of my head, um, I got a bottle of RL seal. That's super, super butterscotch, like, uh, like caramelly. Still a little bit of an alcohol burn. I got, still got to put some ice in it. Um, man, rum of the year, a- Appleton 12 might be, might be my rum of the year or, um, Diplomatico Exclusiva Reserva. Oh man, that is a sipper right there. I love that rum, but I mean, Hampton, the Hampton eight, I can't say enough good things about that, but let's also not, I'm also not going to sit here and throw 80, $65 bottles at you guys. Like my, I mean, the, the Denizen rum is a $30 bottle. That's probably my standout of the year for mixing the, uh, and the pussers, I was just so surprised by that. Probitas, that's a great rum for around 30 bucks. How about a uh, real McCoy five year? You know, can't really go wrong with that. Um, was not very impressed with Clarion's. Um, the, it truly is the mezcal of rum. It's a little bit too much for me. I'll, if I want that, I'll just get a mezcal. Um, it does have a little bit of that agricole flavor, but so does mezcal, really. Uh, I don't. I, when I crave it, that smokiness, um, usually like a little bit, like I, like an ounce, like a one ounce pour with an ice cube in it will, will do me good. And I'm good. Like I, it's, it's almost like, um, it's like a super rich piece of cake, right? Like you can only have a couple of bites before it starts getting to you. Um, I don't know. It's, it, it's unique. I'm not going to say I don't like it, but it's not my favorite. It's not what I think of when I want to think, drink a glass of rum. Um, I'm looking at my, but there's also rums. There's also rums that I used to love that I think my palate has changed and I kind of grew out of a little bit this year. I'm not going to name any, but there's a couple of local, not here local in Nashville, but a couple of smaller distilleries that uh, I used to swear by that I've gone back and tasted and just doesn't seem to have the same uh, je ne sais quoi as they used to. Um, the uh, pot stills. I'm, I like them for what they are. And I went, again, I put that in the same, the same, um, category as a clarion when I'm craving it a little bit does me fine. And they're great for mixing stuff that requires pot still flavor. Um, but stuff like the Hamilton and the, uh, and like Dr. Bird and all that stuff, the, the, even the, the Smith and Cross, um, it's the pot still has just got a very unique flavor that is, uh, can be a bit pungent. It's not my favorite. Uh, the Barbados and a really good Puerto Rican rum are my favorite. Venezuela, um, Dominican, like that Spanish style. I really like that. Um, Demoraras, really good. I like, I mean, you can see what I'm saying here. I like the richer, smoother, creamier, um, butterscotchy, caramelly type type rums over the like super pungent molasses in your face rums but i do love dark jamaican rum for mixing i want to get my hands on a bottle of that hamilton pot still black i have the gold i would really like to try the black uh which i which is surprising me 
that I love the Hampton so much because it is uh, it's pot still, but it's so smooth. I can I don't even need an ice cube in that. Um, want to get some more agricoles this year if I can. Oh, how can I talk about the rums I had this year without mentioning the Kohana? When I was in Hawaii, I must have drank a bottle of that shit. Uh, I wasn't going to the bar in the hotel every night drinking it. Um, I wish I could find it around here. It might be my favorite rum of last year, uh, just for for sipping. It's so so delicious. Um, but yeah, it's all I can find around here is the Clamont stuff and some of the rum JM uh, variants. Um, I plan on getting those when I the the Con Blue is probably my favorite. Um, rum JM has a couple of um, not new ones, but a couple of ones that are newly available here. Now I'm going to try some of those. I have a hard time finding, um, agricultural booze though. The, the aged or the embers, um, I can get the, uh, the Clement. That's really all they have here. I can't find a Neeson or, uh, you know, even the rum JM, um, embers. So if you guys have anything, if you guys have the hookup on where I can order some of that stuff and ship, the problem is getting it to Tennessee. I think this is one of those states you can't mail alcohol to. So that screws me up. Anyway, I digress. Once again, thank you guys. Please check out the podcast on uh, Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Play, uh, Stitcher. Of course, you can find on the social medias that is pod underscore tiki on instagram that's where you're going to find most of my stuff it's also rum underscore poet on instagram and from my personal page you can find us on facebook if that's more your jam you can also find us on youtube now my youtube channel just type in pod tiki and you'll get there i'm going to upload some of the past videos i'm going to try to when i go live now i'm probably going to do youtube instead of instagram or maybe i'll do a little bit of both i don't know I'm going to see what try to catch. I'm trying to catch some footing here, guys. You let me know what you think. Um, so had a great 2021, despite, um, you know, just despite the fact that the pandemic is still kind of going in and out, up and down the roller coaster we're all kind of going through is still kind of, still kind of, uh, bobbing and weaving and swaying and porpoising along through life. This crazy trip around the sun has been, it's been an odd one, but it's been a good one. Um, overall, uh, overall, um, here in the pod, Tiki household, we're very blessed. And I hope, uh, from the, from the uh, looks of the, my Instagram page, a lot of you guys are very blessed too. Uh, so every, every moment that you have the chance to sit down and pour yourself a glass of rum, to celebrate, uh, just, re- just remember how blessed we are also. Uh, and if you're having, if you're going through some hard times, uh, maybe you want to sit down and pour yourself a glass of rum and, and talk to somebody and uh get some stuff off your chest or let it out and rum could be cathartic it could be celebrational it could be cerebral it could be introspective outrospective it can be all the spectives um yeah so have fun with it is my my biggest advice and my biggest projection for 2022 is i'm gonna have a lot more fun with this and with you guys so we'll see you next time i'm paul tiki my name is tony peace out keep it tiki